you're listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Drum. This podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the Bible, through cultural conversations with women today, or on specific topical studies so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's Word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become Girlfriends in the Word. Hey friends, welcome back to another Girlfriends in the Word podcast episode. This week, I have a special treat for you. You are going to get to hear from one of my sweetest friends. Her name is Trudy Lineski, and she is a podcast friend, a writing friend, and just a great mom friend. And I've known Trudy for a few years, and she does incredible work in the ministry of reclaiming the hearts of our children, drawing them to the Lord, and just serving moms and families and mothers and daughters, especially. And so she's got two books, Confidently Crowned and Reclaim Her Heart. And today we are going to talk a little bit about the ministry of motherhood, as well as the kingdom impact that we can have. So welcome, my friend, Trudy. And Trudy, would you let my girls know a little bit about your family and your ministry and what God is doing in your life? Oh, girl. Okay. Well, thank you for having me first and foremost, Natalia. Love, love, love you. I am Trudy Ledeski. I am a mom of four. I am married to my college sweetheart, Tim. We've been married for 21 years almost. I have a podcast myself. It's called the Kingdom Mamas Podcast. I am the author of Reclaim Her Heart and Confidently Crowned, and I am on mission to cultivate authentic faith in the next generation. That is my passion, that our kids can just walk away with real, independent faith for for a thousand generations, like the Bible says. I love it. I love it, because that's something that we're definitely struggling with in this next generation, is Mm -hmm. children who have seen maybe the hypocrisy of church or have been turned off because of culture and and then they start to wrestle with things and they don't have answers. And I love that you are wanting them to have a solid, authentic faith. And your book specifically, I, I know I was with you through the writing process of this, which is so yep. exciting, but you talk to mothers and daughters. And would you talk a little bit about that process and what you uncovered in your study and your preparation for this book and just the challenges of mothering and what we can do for our children. Yeah. So I knew back in 2019 that God had put this on my heart, and he was very specific about the assignment and that I would write a devotional for moms and for teen girls. And so it would be a devotional. It would have application. It would have questions. It would have prayer time. It would have all the things. And he was very you know, very specific about those things. And it was funny. It was a a time of refinement for me because that promise came in 2019. And I would have to go through things and lay things down like little G G gods in my life. I had to surrender. And and also there was spiritual warfare, right? Like there were, (laughs) the enemy is very real. And he was, he was strategic himself in attacking our family over and over again. And in fact, when I would get down, sit down and write the book, when the time came, when I got the book proposal, I got the publishing deal and it was time we were attacked and the breath was taken out from, from us. We were, we did, we were not prepared. So 
but we overcame and God showed up in big ways. And, and so, yeah, this ministry, this, this being a mom is our first and best mission. It's, it's a mission that we've been called to. It's a gift. And, and I'm so grateful for that. It was definitely a growing season writing this book, but, but God showed up in, in great ways. And it, he meets us in those dark spaces and, and he, he refines us and we get to see him work and rely on him and be, you know, dependent upon him and not our own works. So true. I, I always am always surprised as we talk with mothers, how much I keep hearing that motherhood is about refining me. And Mm -hmm. so these moms are constantly saying, you know, I thought I went into motherhood thinking I was just going to have to disciple my child or raise up this child. But in reality, motherhood has been such a refinement of who I am, such a process of sanctification, of burning away my own sin in my life as I as I see that sin in my children or I'm correcting it in them and realizing I need to correct it in me, too. So um, I love that you remind us that God shows up when we need him and he carries us through that. There's a lot of stuff that you talk about and that you minister to, and you, your podcast does a great job of hitting so many points in motherhood. But one of the things that I love that you focus on is raising kingdom culture kids. Mm-hmm. How would you say that as moms, we can raise kingdom culture kids without being overly restrictive? Because I've seen this battle in churches, right? Like some parents are incredibly lenient on things. And then, you know, maybe their kids are fine or, or their kids don't take advantage of things. And then some parents, you know, they're incredibly restrictive on things because maybe fear or protection. How do we balance that as mothers that want kingdom culture kids, but are also living in this very worldly culture? Yeah, it's definitely a fine line. And I think as parents, we have an obligation to make that faith really like I said, authentic and real. We are living it out every day. My kids know when they come down from the stairs in the morning, they're going to find me in my my quiet time. They're you know, at dinner time. They're going to hear praise and worship music. Am I beating them over the head with the Bible? No, I am not. But I am living my faith out loud. And if we see somebody that needs to needs prayer, then. I'll say, you know what, Penn, will you, will you pray for us or pray for that person? There's an ambulance. Let's, you know, you're living it out every single day and not necessarily, you know, for us, navigating this world of technology has been really difficult. You know, I see the effects of that and it's very easy to give your kid, you know, the cell phone and the social media and let them have at it because everyone else does. So that's another topic that for another day, but you know, you have to do whatever is best for your family and what the Holy Spirit leads you to do with regards to those things. So I would say living it out every single day, you know, not just talking the talk, because I've had so many people say to me, you know what, I grew up in a Christian home, but I never knew the love of Jesus. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's hard. I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. Grace hasn't come into the equation in their homes or it may be very legalistic or restrictive cultures. I think you hit it on your head about living it out in front of our children. What's that saying? That more is caught than taught? Right. That they model the behaviors that we have. I remember this when my kids were little. Whatever I did, they did like little ducks behind me. And so as we build these disciplines for ourselves as mothers, 
they they begin to catch those and they do those as well. And they, mm-hmm. they take on the disciplines of a Christian life. So good. So good. Because I think sometimes we want them to be big events. Like we want them right. to be big lessons that will have this striking moment of aha revelation. And really, it's probably the faithfulness of everyday stuff Absolutely. that will stick with them more. Yes. Finding Jesus in the ordinary. I think that's so important. So good. You talked at the beginning of our conversation here a little bit about being caught in that spiritual battle when you were writing your book and just kind of being stunned at some different life experiences that happened. That's a common thing for mothers, I think, is just this, my dreams were this, and then my reality of parenting this child is something different. I know that's something women have said to me over and over. I wasn't expecting to parent a special needs child, or I wasn't expecting to have a rebellious child, or I wasn't wasn't prepared for this. And I granted, we can't be prepared for everything in life, but what do you believe are some of the ways that we can stay grounded in Jesus in the midst of chaos in this world? Yeah, I think, you know, what you do every single day, girlfriends in the word, get in the word, because it's there that we learn God's character. It's there that we hear about his promises. And those promises may be from the Old Testament, but we can still find hope in those in those promises that he, you know, gave the prophets long ago, you know, Exodus 14, 14, like, I'm in the battle. I eat. All you have to do is be still. You yeah. know, it's like, I, it's getting into the word. It's knowing who he is. And it, again, that's another process <laughs> of refinement in and of itself is like, okay, I just got hit by a curveball. You know, I had no idea where'd this truck come from. I don't know. But I know that God is sovereign. I know God is in this. I know he's won this battle. All I have to do is just rely on him. I'm going to surrender my control because <laughs> I would love to have control of all oh, of me too. <laughs> and and God has had to remind me over and over again that these children are a gift. They are his and he loves them more than I do. And he has called me to surrender them over and over again and it's in those moments when we surrender and we understand like, okay, God has a plan. He has a start date and an end date, not only for us, but for our children as well. And he has written their story. And it's our job to just walk that out in faithfully and obediently. So good. So good. Yes. I think that faithfulness key is so important, right? In a world that's not faithful to things, having Having mothers, having fathers, having, you know, parent figures in the home who are faithful and willing to, you know, do the the daily task of laying down their cross and surrendering themselves and giving everything to Jesus every day and saying, God, you do what you need to do in this home and in this family. I think it changes the kingdom. It does. Sure. Absolutely. So one of the other challenges in motherhood is comparison, right? Like, oh, I go to a restaurant and my kids are, you know, coloring on the mat. And then one of my kids screams and I look over to a table and this mom's got three little girls who sit there quietly with my three little boys who were not quiet. (laughs) Right. Like, tell me I'm not alone in this struggle. No. Or this insecurity. You talk so much in your ministry about just our security and our confidence and our identity. And has there been a time where you just felt like, you know, insecurity or comparison has held you back? Or how did you overcome that? And what encouragement would you give to mothers? Yeah, absolutely. I think 
if our hearts and minds are left unchecked, we can easily be strayed, right? Blinders on. Put those blinders on. No, my children are different. My, my children are uniquely made in his his image. He's not the, you know, they're not the little girls. And and just have confidence in in your parenting skills as a mother. You know, it's what does the Holy Spirit tell you to do? I, I think it's so easily you get caught up in the Pinterest mom and the <laughs> so easy. It's so easy, but yeah, blinders on. I, I am not that person. You know, I, I have to tell myself all the time. It's almost like a moment by moment thing. I am not so and so. I am Trudy, and and God made me me, and He gave me this family to steward in in a way that, you know, He has called me to do for such a time as this. So. Yeah, no, not today. Take that thought captive, right? Yes, so good, so good. Okay, if we talk about leaving a kingdom legacy or if we're talking about doing things with an eternal focus, how can we, as and not just as mothers, but just even women in general, what does it mean to you to leave a legacy for your family? And how do you practically do that? Leave a legacy? Well, first and foremost, you know, serving the Lord, you know, that we serve in in the best of our ability, we've been given gifts and and we know that Jesus died for us and, and that we're promised eternity. So for them, they walk differently. My children walk differently. And to some people in this world, you know, that might be, seem odd. You know, we're not going to do this because this is a boundary that our family has set up. And so we're not going to cross that line. You know, for our family, for instance, we we don't encourage girlfriends because or boyfriends. I have one girl because we we tell them the purpose of dating is to find a spouse. And if yes. you aren't ready to get married, then you're not ready to date. And so our children are very busy. They are they're in sports. They're in athletics. They they don't have time to take care of themselves, let alone take care of the needs of somebody else. And to the outside world, that looks very peculiar, you yes. know, but, but but for us, it's honoring God and his purpose for relationship and marriage. And so, yeah, leaving a legacy, it, it might seem odd. It might seem weird. You might you might look like the, the weird Christian family, but it, it's being faithful in, 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 in the call. It's been being faithful as a parent and and setting boundaries and expectations that look like Christ, you know, serving others and finding opportunities to sit with the kid at lunch that's sitting by themselves and to to be that kind-hearted, loving person that looks like Jesus. I love that. Loving others. I mean, those are the commands, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. So showing that to our children. All right. Motherhood is hard because we're given these little children that we love and that we pour our lives into. And then at the end of it, we we just kind of have to release them. Which really, I mean, it's not the end. We kind of have to release them every single day into the to the hands of the father. But what is one of the biggest tools that you found helpful in releasing your children to God? It's knowing that he has them. Mm-hmm. Right. That comes back to what you said about knowing who God is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Knowing that, that God created them, that he loves them. He has a purpose and a plan for them. A plan, you know, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, a plan and a future, and not to harm them. So, it, it's it's everyday surrender that that his plans are better than mine, 
<laughs> oh, true. It's so hard to give up our plans, though, right? Like it is, especially with our children. And I think, I think I personally have had moments where God would just whisper, "Hey, Trudy, you know, are you serving them? Or are you serving me? You know, are are these children your idol?" Or is it hard? <laughs> Those are hard. No, because the reality of motherhood is we we turn our children into idols very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So gut check, mama. Me. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Giving them to him once and for all. And 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 I know I said that before, but it's it's an everyday moment by moment trust that that he has them. He has their back and so good. Yes. And I, I think we constantly need that reminder as we live in this world, because it's so easy to see all the things of this world and then not being able to see the spiritual realm and to remind ourselves as as mothers and women that these people that we love and these plans that we have and all these things that we want, we don't actually know what is good. We are not good. And so only the good father knows what is truly good or what will serve them best. And it feels like a risk, if we're honest. It feels right. like a risk, but it's really the safest thing we can do. Absolutely. And, you know, I think this world is very noisy and messy right now. And as moms, we can feel discouraged or scared even. But I also have to remind myself that that God created them in this generation for this generation. Yes. He didn't make a mistake no. at all. No, he has called them to walk differently. He's called them to be the light. And that's what we equip them to be and to do. Well, Trudy, thank you so much for chatting with us today. We are so grateful for your time and your experience and your wisdom. And friends, if you have not checked out Trudy's website, you can do that at TrudyLineski.com. Find her on Instagram and social media and check out Kingdom Mama's podcast. But Trudy, before we let you go, I, I ask this when I do interviews because it's always such a fun thing to do. But if there is one thing, one tip or trick or hack or maybe a purchase that you have or something that has made motherhood or just life easier for you, what is the one thing that you're like, yeah, this was totally worth everything that I invested or paid for or whatever? Get the cleaning lady. Oh, amen. (laughs) Get. We've had our cleaning lady, oh my goodness, for 13 years. And she is like family to us. She's a gem. We love her. She's like a grandma to my children. Get the cleaning lady. <laughs> yes. I remember having that conversation with my husband and like, I'm, I can sacrifice coffee and nails, mm-hmm. but having somebody to come in and help with things that you could delegate, right? Like there are some things that moms can't give up. Talking, you know, just different things that like, I need to be the mom and do that. I don't necessarily need to clean the toilets. I can, I can delegate that task, you know? So yes, absolutely. Yes. In this busy life, doing the deep cleaning, it's hard to find time for that. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much. And friends, don't forget to check out Trudy Social and her website. And if you have a girl, teenage daughter or granddaughter, make sure to check out Reclaim Her Heart and Confidently Crowned. They are resources you want on your shelves as you engage in conversations with your kiddos. Have a great week. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. You can find resources on the website at www.nataliadrum.com, which is where you can connect with me via email, you can download resources, or you can check out the shop for books and tools to grow in your faith. 
If you want to connect with me on social media, head over to Instagram and find me at the handle at Natalia Drum. 